Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we finish part two of Adventureland, looking at food, merchandise, special events and activities, and all the other things you need to know besides the rides and attractions when you're checking out Adventureland and Walt Disney World. Find old episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Google Podcasts, Apple Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you leave us a positive review. Connect with us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. If we've been helping you plan your trips and you'd like to support the show regularly or with a one-time donation, you can check us out at patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered. Thanks so much for listening, and enjoy the show. As Joe flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So we're here for part two of our Adventureland guide. In our last episode, we took a look at all of the attractions. And today we are going to look at the food, the shops, characters you can meet, and other miscellaneous things that we think that you should know about Adventureland. So I want to start off with something that I guess you could label an attraction. Maybe it's an attraction, maybe it's not, but it is definitely something that I think your kids might enjoy. It's called a Pirate's Adventure Treasures of the Seven Seas. Leslie, have you ever done this? I have not done this, in part because my trips have been so short. And I, again, never make time for things like this. And I hear it's awesome. So tell us, have you done it, Joe? I've not done it either because uh, my kids are just kind of not old enough yet. Well, now one of them is old enough. But uh, at the time, last time I was there, like I didn't think that they would be able to last. But this is kind of like Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. It is a interactive quest slash game that you can play with your kids. Okay, what you're going to do is you're going to head over to the Crow's Nest, which is near the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and you are going to embark on one of five pirate quests. These quests kind of involve you adventuring around, traveling around Adventureland. You're going to be doing these, they're about 20 minutes for each mission, and you complete them by, you know, finding things, by facing off against enemies. And after each mission, so the premise is that you're competing to become members of Captain Jack's pirate crew, but really it's just a fun time exploring and uh, going around. Every time you complete a mission, you get a collector card. And if you do all five missions, you get a sixth uh, collector card that you can get at pirate headquarters. So it's just a fun thing for kids to do, especially if your kids, you know, kind of are nervous about going on rides or don't want to spend as much time on rides or, If you've been to Disney World a million times and um, they're getting bored of it, you know, this is a way to kind of explore and to see Disney World from a different perspective. So it sounds like a lot of fun. I definitely think my daughter will be into it next time we go. And I think actually my son will be into it as well, even though my daughter wouldn't have been when she was his age. Yeah, I definitely want to try it with my son. He's getting to the age where I think he would enjoy the interactivity and and, uh, my daughter would enjoy busting him around. And helping. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you my honest worry about this. My honest worry about this is my kids will get so into this that I will be forced to delay my forced march of happiness to make them happy by doing what they want to do instead of what I want to do. Yeah, same for me. Like, let's let's just be honest here now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to tell them, oh, no, there, there's only one mission. You're done. Right. We're yeah, exactly. Don't tell them. Yeah, because you could easily kill half a day doing this if you were to do them all, I think. I mean, technically, they're 20 minutes each, so... You know, hopefully it won't be any more than two hours, but two hours, that's, that's a, all right, let's move on before uh, we sound like worse and worse parents. <laughs> Fair enough. I think that's the good thing to do. All right. Food at Adventureland, because I know this is your favorite restaurant, maybe in all of Walt Disney World, maybe in all of Disney properties. I don't know. You tell me, Leslie, tell me about this restaurant. 
I'm not sure I want to go that big, but uh, no, no, I can't go that big because Blue Bayou is my favorite restaurant and Disney properties anywhere. But yeah, I do really love Skipper Canteen, which is a table service restaurant in Adventureland. And it's fairly new. I think it's maybe what, three, four years old. And it is themed like the Jungle Cruise. And everything I love about the Jungle Cruise that you heard in episode one, I love about Skipper Canteen because your waiters will tell you corny jokes. And yeah, it's fantastic. And and I do, the food itself has gotten mixed reviews, I guess, but I really have enjoyed most of what I've tried there. I mean, there's definitely some slightly more exotic dishes. Like I love dim sum. There's shumai there. There are some... Um, a lot of seafood dishes, maybe not as kid friendly, but there are things on the menu that my kids did enjoy and eat. So uh, Skipper Canteen, I just love it for the theming. I mean, it's 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 not so hard to get a reservation because I guess it has gotten mixed reviews and what everybody else thinks about it is my gain. Um, so I've always been able to get a reservation, even if I'm not, you know, doing it many months in advance, uh, especially for lunch. So I, I really do like it for lunch. It's a great place to take a break from the heat if you're there during one of the hotter months and sit in some really nice AC and eat some good food and hear some jokes. So it's a, an attraction unto itself. Yeah, it does seem like they keep messing with the menu. I think they haven't been able to find like one that I guess really resonates with people the way they want them to. Uh, I know you lo- you have liked what they've offered, but I don't know. It just seems like every few months I see that they're like trying something new there. Yeah, they messed with it again pretty recently. I saw and I haven't compared to see what what has changed. I mean, yeah, I I always really enjoy. I mean, there's slightly like Asian flavors to a lot of the the items, so I I enjoy that being from California, I guess. But um, maybe that's just me. All right. So moving on, let's take a look at some of the quick service options. And we really could start and end with Aloha Isle, but we'll just start there. So Aloha Isle is very special in Walt Disney World because it's one of the places where you can get the famous Dole Whip. So Leslie, for those who don't know, I'm sure we've talked about it before, but what is the Dole Whip? It's pineapple soft serve. It's pretty simple. <laughs> and-, and, dairy fr- and dairy free. So my dairy allergic daughter can eat it too. Oh, that's right. That's right. And and in fact, it's actually not even very high calorie. I, so it's, it's, if you're on a, a little bit of a Disney diet, it's not going to like break the bank the way that like a Mickey ice cream bar would. So, you know, just putting that out there too. The, the Dole Whip was more elusive a few years ago. Now you can find them in a lot of places. I mean, I see them a lot in my travels, but for those who do not have access to Dole Whip goodness um, regularly, yeah, it's, it's a must have treat. I definitely agree with that. And so I think they serve other things there, but I really never get anything besides the Dole Whip there. Uh, Should be noted, since it is in the Magic Kingdom, you cannot get it with alcohol, although you can do that at the Animal Kingdom if you would like. Going through some of these other quick service restaurants, I'm not sure that I've really checked them out very much. So I don't want to say one thing one way or another about them. But there is Tortuga Tavern and Sunshine Tree Terrace. Have you ever eaten at either of these places? Uh, I definitely have stopped by Sunshine Tree, Tree Terrace. That's where they have uh, a citrus swirl, which is like orange and vanilla ice cream. So it's kind of like an alternative to the Dole Whip. Like if you're not into the pineapple flavors, this is where you want to get your ice cream. But uh, I've really just stopped in briefly to, to, to try that. I have not dined at Tortuga Tavern. I've seen it, but... Uh, I usually don't dine in the Magic Kingdom unless it's at Skipper Canty. Yeah, I think that's a recurring theme that, you know, we do very little quick service at the Magic Kingdom, except for at that one place that I will not mention. 
I can avoid mentioning it since I've mentioned it so many times on so many other episodes. That pretty much covers the food options. When we move to merchandise, like we've said before, Leslie and I aren't super big into merchandise, but there are like some unique offerings of merchandise here. So number one, if your kids are into pirate things, uh, when you exit the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, you end up in, I think it's called the Pirates Bazaar is the official name, but essentially you're just in the Pirates store. And so if you want anything Pirates related, if your kid wants anything Pirates related, you want an eye patch, you want a scimitar, you want a vest, you want a hat, this is the place to go. This has all and more of the Pirates gear that you might ever want. So I find myself, we're always hanging, like, I don't let my kids buy anything, but we're always hanging out in that place for every time we go, even if we're not riding Pirates of the Caribbean. Same. We usually, you know, get dumped out into the to the store after we exit the ride. And of course, my children are immediately <laughs> intrigued by all this pirate lore around them. And so, you know, Disney is so smart by doing that. But uh, yeah, we never we never are able to like get out unless we like pick up the little one <laughs> and like keep going after we finish riding pirates because it does suck you in and it is almost an attraction unto itself just getting to explore all the cool pirate stuff. I mean, this is a bit of an aside, but I do really like how in the Magic Kingdom there are these you know unique shops dedicated to the different lands. Like you can't get pirate stuff in Fantasyland and you can't get Haunted Mansion stuff here. Um, you know, I, I do like how they did that. Um, so, you know, it does uh it does help you kill some time and stay cool for a little bit as you're exploring the stores. Another thing to note is there's something called the Pirates League. Uh what that essentially is is um I know we talked about the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique in Fantasyland where you get to dress up like a princess or a prince if you'd like. Well the Pirates League is the same general idea except for you are dressing yourself up like a pirate. I sort of had even forgotten that this existed, you know, and I don't think either of your kids have ever done it, but you know, what do you think about dressing up like a pirate? Yeah, I think that's going to be a huge hit with certain kids. My daughter had a pirate phase actually, but not never when we were around uh, Disney world. Um, it'll be interesting to see if, if it's something that interests my son and in, in the coming couple of years. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it seems to be a huge hit. And there are so many kids who have a real pirate face. So very smart. Yeah. And I should note that unlike Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, this is like kind of much less of an investment. I think definitely money wise, but I think also time wise, like they have packages where, you know, you just kind of get a scar makeup face, um, like you get a scar, quote unquote, on your face um, and you get a sword and a sash and like you know just like a necklace like that starts at around like 20 bucks um, plus tax you can do that you can add five dollars and get some makeup you know and then the most expensive one called the first mate package you know that's face paint hairstyle sword bandana eye patch that's still only like 45 dollars. so you're not buying like a hundred dollar dress like you're at bibbidi bobbidi boutique and stuff like that so if your kids want to dress up for the day this is a much kind of lower investment uh entry point. So if you're into that, so definitely you can check that out. Right. Time and money wise, Disney recommends 30 minutes to an hour for this one. So thank goodness. Indeed. All right. Uh, any other shops worth talking about? There's a place called the Agrabah Bazaar. That's where you get your uh, quote unquote Middle Eastern memorabilia, I guess, but it's basically your Aladdin stuff. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of Aladdin stuff there. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever shopped there. What about you, Leslie? 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I've ever set foot in there, and I don't think I have. But um, I'm sure there's probably some new good stuff, uh, courtesy of the new Aladdin movie, I would I would bet. Yeah, my daughter loves that, by the way. To Adventureland's credit, I know that in the last episode I said I wish it was kind of like more adventure But I do think the way that they've done the bazaar is it's done like really well. You kind of, you still get that feel. Obviously, Morocco does it better in Epcot. But you kind of get that feel as you're walking like from stall to stall and like feels crowded, but like in a way that like it seems like they planned it that way. Um, And so you kind of get that feel of being in a bazaar. So I do think they did a good job there. Yeah, the theming is quite immersive, even if not necessarily consistent. It's just like, you know, I'm in Egypt, I'm in India. But anyway, so not the same country. Right. Well, if, for you and I who like to travel, like, you know, we we enjoy World Showcase and Epcot for the same same reason. You can hit a lot in one t- in one place, right? That's true. 11 countries all in one day. Let's close things out uh with character meet and greets. Um so these the character meet and greets in Adventureland are the ones where they just like come at a certain time. And so you can't get FastPass Plus reservations for them. So if you want to see them, you know, really the thing to do is show up 15 to 20 minutes and line up before they even get there. But Aladdin and Jasmine meet in the aforementioned bazaar um, right by Magic Carpets of Aladdin. And then you can also see Jack Sparrow sometimes by the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. I actually have never seen Jack Sparrow out and about. I I don't think I've seen him meeting people. I have seen him walking around probably coming to or from the meet and greet. Um, I don't know. What about you, Leslie? Would your kids be interested in meeting these three characters? Yeah. Interestingly, they're not as huge on those characters. I mean, we've, we've seen Jack Sparrow before walking around, like you said, but yeah, I think they're more into the like fab five and, and some of those type of characters we have not made character meet and greets a priority during our time in Adventureland because we do love the ride so much. So um, yeah, that's not something that I've explored as much as I probably should in order to record this podcast. <laughs> I mean, we definitely have looked down upon Aladdin and Jasmine, uh, literally, not figuratively, from the Magic Carpets of Aladdin. I'm surprised, actually, because my daughter, Aladdin, has always been our favorite. I'm surprised she has not made us line up for that. I, I think a decent strategy, if your kids are going to make you line up for Aladdin, is you know get your Dole Whip. Hopefully it's not 100 degrees out get your Dole Whip and eat your Dole Whip in line. I think that is a way that, you know, I could stomach standing in the line and not have any kids melting down as we're waiting for Aladdin and Jasmine. Yeah, because it does get hot in certain places in Adventureland. It definitely feels one of the hotter, like one of the hotter lands to me. So yeah, maybe that's why we've dodged some of these meet and greets is we, we often are hitting Adventureland you know, around lunchtime when it's starting to, you know, we sort of do the uh, counterclockwise trip of the Magic Kingdom like we are doing here in our land by land guide. And we end up in Adventureland at a time of day where it's really hot and we're, we've already done a lot and we don't want to stand in lines anymore. So if you can feed your kids some sugar, that always helps. Uh, Cold sugar. Cold sugar. Cold sugar. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. If you are hot in Adventureland, I'm not sure if this is a tip or if this is a warning, but those camels that spit at you on the magic carpets of Aladdin, there's a place that you can see where like it's there's like a wet spot on the ground outside the ride. So I, if your kids stand there, they'll probably get hit a few times. Like I said, I'm not sure if that's a tip or a warning, but there is a place to get splashed if your kids are super hot. Those camels are a blessing and a curse to me as a parent, because 
once my kids discovered them, they just wanted to stand there for a half an hour and get spat on by the camel. And <laughs> I, of course, wanted to ride rides. So um, be aware your child may get totally sucked in. We may have had like a four-year-old meltdown the last time we were there when it was time to leave. Like I said, a tip and a warning. Um, since we have a minute, I will tell you the first time I rode uh, Magic Carpets of Aladdin after a long time, you know, I think it was during the winter. So the camels weren't spitting. And then I was back there in the summer with my daughter or in a warmer time at some point, And we were riding the ride and I was, I was videotaping her and I had no idea about the camels. And so on the videotape, I get hit live and I'm just like, ugh. Like as the camel spitting at me, because I was completely not expecting it. And then I just have <laughs> videotape of my daughter just laughing at me because I got nailed by the camel. So um, that's fair. Turnabout's fair play. <laughs> yeah. Turnabout is fair play. All right. So let's end with a Disney do or don't here in Adventureland. I think when we're talking about food, Disney do or don't is incredibly simple. Mobile order your Dole Whip at Aloha Isle. The lines at Aloha Isle are crazy. They go like 10 people deep, four lines, mobile order, tell them you're there, go in the two-person deep mobile order line, your Dole Whip will be done. As soon as you get there, your kids don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. You'll be much happier that way. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Very true. So that about does it for Adventureland. Uh, it is a really wonderful place to be. We really like Adventureland. You know, I think I, I think next time I go, I am going to try going in the morning to see if it feels different when it's not as hot, I do go counterclockwise like you do, Leslie. So maybe that's uh, something I got to check out. If you have any other tips about Adventureland, if you've been to Tortuga Tavern and want to let us know about it, if you don't like Dole Whips and you want to tell us why we're wrong about that, please let us know. DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, on Twitter at www.deciphered, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. As always, if you like to, if you'd like to consider supporting us regularly or as a one-time thank you, you can check us out on patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. Other than that, Leslie, thanks so much, and I will see you standing underneath the camel spit. Thanks, Joe. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.